Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. This is not demons. This is not Satan. These are people like you and like me. Physical death is the first death. The lake of fire is the second death. It's eternal death. It's separation from God forever. The lake of fire is a real place. Today, Pastor Mark will speak to listeners of the inevitable torment that is to come for those who refuse to accept the free gift of salvation, which is only found in Jesus Christ. Some may think that hell could compare to just a really hot place on earth, and it might sound like a bit of an adventure to go through with friends. This idea could not be farther from the truth. Do not spend your life thinking that your physical death is the only one you will experience. Judgment Day is sure to come for every person. So, are you a Christ follower today? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, The Millennium and the New Heaven and the New Earth. And these children will grow up and have to do the very same thing every one of us in this room did. They will have to choose for or against Christ. They will have to accept or reject Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Now, how will that come to a conclusion? How will that be evidenced? Well, turn back to Revelation chapter 20. At the end of a thousand years, we read, Satan will be released once again. In a moment, you'll see that he will be defeated and then finally cast into the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20, verse 7. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison. And will go out, notice what he always does, he's still doing it tonight, to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. You would think that this can't be very many people. Think of this. Who in the right mind, living a thousand years, or part of that thousand years, everything is almost Garden of Eden-like, it's perfect, there's peace, You have everything that you want. Your your children are born healthy. Everything is just incredible. Who in their right mind would fight God? 
And you would think, well, if Satan's released, maybe a few people would go against God. But go back to verse 8. Look at the last line. In number, they are like the sand on the seashore. You see, after a thousand years of being bound, Satan is loosed. Why? For one main reason. God wants everyone to follow him, to serve him, because they want to. You see, during the thousand-year reign, sin will be in their hearts, but they can't do anything about it. There's enforced righteousness. They have no chance to rebel until the end. Well, God doesn't, just like in the Garden of Eden, why did God give Adam and Eve a choice? Have the whole garden, leave that tree alone for one reason. He wanted people to choose to serve him because they wanted to. Well, that's the very same thing there. So these people, I ask you a question, who in their right mind, that's the key. They're what? Deceived. They're deceived. Convinced they can defeat God with Satan. All of these people will join him in this final battle. And amazing to me, even, even with all the things happening there, think about this, think about just put this in your mind, hard for us to understand. With everything beautiful, Everything great for a thousand years. Plus, who did they get to see? They get to see all of us with what kind of bodies? Perfect bodies. Going anywhere, everywhere. The joy of the Lord just reigns over the place. And they go, we're going to fight this. It's impossible for us to understand. Remember what the scripture says? The heart is deceitfully wicked and no one can know it. No one can know it. Well, because they're deceived during those thousand years, inwardly, they've rebelled. Outwardly, they couldn't do anything with it. So what is the millennium? What is one of the reasons for the millennium? One of the reasons for the millennium, and listen to this very carefully, is proof that man is not basically good. That's what the millennium proves. See, we hear today, intrinsically, you'll hear New Age people say this, man is good. No, this proves it exactly wrong. You see, man's problems are on the inside, not on the outside. So, the thing you need to write, because it affects you and it affects me, and this is exactly who we are. Man sins because he's a sinner. Our inherent nature is sinful. The reason people don't come to Christ is they won't submit to follow someone like Christ. They want to lead their own life. And so it's not because they can't, it's because they won't. So here we see that the heart is simply evil and not good. The conditions on the earth are almost perfect, but the heart of man is still wicked. Well, look at verse 9. They march across the breadth of the earth, surround the camp of God's people, the city he loves, How long is this battle going to last? Here it is. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them. It's over. You say, well, that can't be. Millions of people and it's over? It's over. It's God. He's finished. So as they come, God immediately defeats them. It's all supernatural. It shouldn't, I mean, it shouldn't surprise us tonight how great 
is our God. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When God separated the day from the night, it was separated. When he said to the mountains, be here, boom, there it was. It's not a problem. It's just way beyond our mind. Now look at verse 10. What happens? And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. How long ago were the beast and the false prophet thrown into the lake of fire? How long? Tell me. A thousand years. Okay. Of course, they're annihilated now. They're burnt up. It's finished. Is that true? Are they still there? Are they still in torment? Yes. So understand what you see here. Notice the next verse. The next, the end of this verse. They will be tormented day and night for how long? See, we have many people today say, once you're dead, it's over with. No, that's not true. Well, it's a temporary fix. No, that's not true. Notice, tormented day and night. This is the end of Satan. This is the final battle. Satan joins the beast and the false prophet in the lake of fire. Tormented day and night. Something you want to write is simply this. The lake of fire, which is the second part of hell. It's just the final part. We call it hell, but it's really the lake of fire. It is everlasting torment. And the part I made in capital letters, you need to understand. There is no exit. Now, it would be a little more palatable to us if, as we know, that hell and the lake of fire were made for Satan and his demons. God never made hell for people. But you're going to see that unbelievers, unbelievers absolutely end in the same place. It's not temporary. There's no exit. Let's begin. Look at verse 11. It's good on there, right there. You're right next to it. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, and earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the thrones. So these are all unbelievers, people who have refused down through time, through the tribulation, Unbelievers, And the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Now, the book of life contains all the names of people who have been born again. To get into that, you have to absolutely accept Jesus Christ. You have to become a follower. Your name is put in the book of life. Now, at that point... At this judgment, the great white throne judgment, every judgment that we see is, it it, it isn't about heaven or hell. That destination is already fixed. It's finalized. There are degrees of punishment in hell, none of them good as you can imagine, and degrees of reward in heaven by what we did with our talents. But notice, they're all there, finished. Something you and I don't want to think about. And so, what really happens? Look at verse 14. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second 
death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. This is not demons. This is not Satan. These are people like you and like me. Physical death is the first death. The lake of fire is the second death. It's eternal death. It's separation from God forever. Here's something that I learned a long time ago. I'll give you a little time to write a couple things down. Born once, you die twice. You die physically, and you die eternally or spiritually. Born twice, die only once. In other words, if I'm born, and then I get born again spiritually, I'll only die physically. And maybe not even that if the rapture comes. I won't ever have this physical, this spiritual, or eternal death. So what is the solution? There's only one solution to man's sin problem. Jesus said it. I assure you, unless you're born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. His heart's for the lost. He doesn't want anybody to be lost. So that's why we're there. Now, then what happens? When all of that is finished, when that's done, let me just read to you out of Matthew 24. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. So we're in the thousand years. Where are we? Where is this thousand years spent? What earth? Right here on this earth. It's revamped. It's notched up a little bit. Zoning's improved. A lot of good stuff's happening during the thousand years. Now, Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away. What's going to happen now? We're going to get the lake of fire has been taken care of down here at the bottom. All of those things that we just read to you. Finished, second death done, Satan there, Antichrist, the whole deal's done. Everyone whose name is not in the book of life, hell, lake of fire forever. What happens to us on the here on this earth? Well, Peter tells us this whole earth and heavens, all the heavens, are going to be totally wiped out. And we're going to begin something new. We're going to get new heavens. We're going to get a new Jerusalem. We don't have time to go into that tonight. And we're going to get a new earth. And it's going to be perfect in every single way. Forever, forever. Now, how do I know that? Look at Revelation 21, Revelation 21, verse 1. This, by the way, when everybody goes into the lake of fire, that's the end of history. Now we begin eternity. How long is eternity? We can't even come close to thinking about that. A thousand years was a long time, wasn't it? Eternity. Why can't we think about it? Because it's outside of time. There is no time anymore. Timeless. Verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth, which we live on and see, had what? Had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. Now that's amazing because a huge percentage of our world is water. So what do we see? First thing you want to write is, heaven is a new place. You think of everything new. That's a great sermon, but I don't have time to teach you. Think of everything new. Anything new that you'd like to have. I know some of you got that big TV. It's new. God isn't going to recycle. You know, he's not putting the earth out and green buckets out in the front yard to see if we can get this thing recycled right. He's going to start 
all over again. Now, how long is it going to take him? Well, number one, he has practice. He did it once in what? Six days, right? We don't know how long it's going to take him. It's not a big deal at all. Look at verse 2. And I saw the holy city in the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Is that like a beautiful picture or what? You see, Melbourne Vieira, we're going to be there. We're going to be around that throne. God's going to be with us. He's going to be our God. You see, that is the fulfillment of everything that man has. You see, without God, man's empty, lonely, guilty, afraid of death. But heaven is a fulfilled place. It solves all of man's problems. Verse 4, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. When will we be tearless? When will all those memories go? Definitely eternity. Definitely in eternity. You see, even during the millennium, that's probably not going to happen. There's still going to be those things as we see people or somebody we might know that made it through and they make the wrong choice. We know what it was like. As we remember pain, but when we finally get to eternity, there's no more pain. Those memories of all of those things that we blew off, all those things that we didn't accomplish, they're gone. There's no more pain, no more crying. The old order, it's just passed away. So heaven is a perfect place. It's a sinless place. All effects of sin, such as sorrow, tears, pain, death, are gone. The penalty of sin is gone. The power of it is removed. But now, complete presence of sin is gone. And we will live in paradise forever with our God. Well, as John is getting this revelation, notice what he says in verse 10. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, because the time is near. In other words, as we study the book of Revelation, Daniel, he said, close the books up until later. God says to John, no, no, I'm going to give Revelation. The time is near. John is told, make sure that you don't seal up the words of the prophecy of this book because the time is near. Two things. One, how we share it. And two, what I do Because I'm going to be at a judgment as well. Now, as you look at the new heavens and the new Jerusalem and the new earth, it's contrasted with the lake of fire. You see, there are only two destinations. When we die, we're either going to be in the new heavens where there's a new Jerusalem and the new earth. And it's going to be absolutely incredible. You see all the things there. We already read all of those. Just beautiful. No sin. Perfect forever with God. Doing what we were made to do. 
or we're going to be separated from God forever. The lake of fire. There with our memories. Heaven is to be our home. Did you know tonight that every person ever created was created to know God? Every person created was created to go to heaven. Every person ever created was created to spend eternity with God. You see, God built that into us. It's an instinct. It's a desire. It's a homesickness for God and heaven. The wisest man in all the earth said it like this. He has planted eternity in the human heart. You see, because of that, I can't live in this life, no matter what I have, and be satisfied. Nothing will ever measure up to being with God in heaven, because that's what I was created to be. I kind of have a homing instinct in me. And it'll only be satisfied when I'm there around the throne worshiping God. Turn to Revelation. I want you to read something just before we leave tonight. Chapter 22. Get down to verse 17. Look at the end of this book. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Look at verse 20. He who testifies these things says, Yes, I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Now, why at the end of this book is God saying, come? Because his heart's for everybody. See, he doesn't go and pull them to him. He just says, come. And then, listen to this. This is good for all of us. And may the grace of God be with us. Amen. Well, when I came to Christ, how did I come? By grace. Is there anybody in this room or in Vieira that earned it? No, it's a gift. And so the ending words are not work harder, earn your salvation, but come. It's by grace. You're saved. It's not of works. The Lake of Fire presents everlasting torment with no exit, while Heaven presents a perfect, sinless place absent of problems. Today we learn from Pastor Mark that these two places are the only options for mankind. One is very bleak, one is very promising. Which path will you take? In order to get to Heaven, Scripture teaches that you must be born again. Without this, your sin nature will always take you away from God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. What is man to do with all the information given to us in Scripture concerning the end of the world? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will challenge every person to live every day with their end in mind. God didn't give us his word only for information, but for transformation. Allow the truths and promises of scripture to shape how you think and how you act today. Your eternity depends on it. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here